Welcome to a Healing Peace podcast. We strive to create a place where women can come together to talk, grow, be refreshed, and renewed as we navigate life's hurdles. Inside this podcast series, we discuss shaping our identity, where we provide tools for conquering life's waves. Let's dive in. We've done a lot so far. We've been talking about shaping our identity. And in fact, our previous episode, we looked at not going to things for comfort, not being in darkness, but coming into the light. And our scripture was Ephesians 5, 7 through 13. Well, you guys, I'm so excited for what we have in store for you today. We're going to go into a little bit more detail about coming out of the shadows into the light. And we've asked a good friend of mine, her name is Henrietta, to join us. She's going to help us and guide our thoughts and understanding of coming out of the shadows. Henrietta, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, my name is Henrietta Lindsay, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I've been practicing professionally for around 11 years, and currently I'm engaged in telemental health. Um, I practice with adult women, and I'm also an adjunct, adjunct faculty at Simmons University I'm in Boston, so some fun stuff. I'm quite impressed with all that you have going on. Well, thank you again for joining us today, especially with such a busy schedule. I am very happy to be here, Kamir. All right, great. Well, let's jump right into it. As I was talking about before, we're looking at how to come out the shadows into the light. What do you consider is the first step in coming to the light, especially when we're afraid? Wow, what a huge question to start with. <laughs> but if we're reminded of our theme scripture, and it's found in Ephesians 5, verse 13, it says, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. So in my opinion, the first step in coming into the light, especially when fear is involved, is to acknowledge things or allow things to become visible with yourself. In all your identities as a person, for example, in being a daughter, a mother, friend, a roommate, a spouse, etc., which ones are causing you distress? Are there any broken relationships? Is there shame, lack of growth, or unforgiveness somewhere? This allows you time and some personal space at this stage. Acknowledge if something is uncomfortable painful, heavy, and wrong in any or all of your identities. Don't ignore it or second guess yourself. Have a time to sit and process in writing what specifically may be bothering you by making a list. Pray that God gives you clarity and insight. Also pray for God's forgiveness if it's needed and a tender heart to address things in a deeper way. Create a list of scriptures that helps to encourage and strengthen you through it all. Take all the time that you need to explore and process, Kamir. 
But as you were speaking, one of the things that I thought about, which, you know, if, if I take all your advice, which is great, but sometimes in my fear, it's harder for me to think about letting it go because I don't know what to expect next. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, I spend time and I expose, it's like, okay, well, it's finally exposed, but I'm afraid to let it go because I, I'm already feeling, you know, overwhelmed by it. So how do we go about being able to not allow or exposing the fear of no longer having anything else to go for comfort? Hmm. This is a huge area, Kamir. And so what I like to do is um, first, in verse 10, let's just look at that. It says, try to discern what is pleasing to God. And so you want to examine if the areas in your life you do not want to address are clearly what wouldn't please God. So you really want to look at that. Are these areas causing you shame and low confidence? Then it's definitely worth taking a step beyond your written list to deal with your fear. Because fear keeps us in the darkness. Allowing fear to control you actually sabotages your faith. It stunts your personal, professional, and your spiritual growth. So you want to prioritize your written list to include those areas that cause you the most fear to address. And so for some areas, you may be able to put a plan in place for yourself to move beyond your fear. Use all the tools God has given you to overcome. For example, there's prayer, scriptures, fasting, etc. Maybe even think about a spiritual person in your life who you could talk to about anything. You may want to reach out to them. And if you don't have anyone that you can trust um, to help you with these particular areas, then it may be time to seek what I would call counseling or professional therapist, um, who is also a Christian counselor. A therapist will provide confidentiality and will be able to work with you in a professional way to build a trust and relationship with the hope of helping you to address your fears in the areas that you are helpless to change alone. And, you know, I I do appreciate the statement that you made before about allowing fear to control you, sabotages your faith and stunts your personal growth. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying that, I'm I'm actually reminded of my own journey where, you know, I, I went to things out of comfort, but then it landed me in a place where I was fueled with all that shame and guilt. And I remember in that state, I became even more paralyzed. Mm. And I wasn't able to um, fight to have healthier behaviors. And of course, the outcome of that was that it did, it sabotaged my faith and it stunted my growth. And, mm. and it, it took a while for me just to crawl out of that darkness. So I do appreciate you, um, you know, st- making that statement and, and allow us to see that it does cause more harm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that perilous state only keeps you even more paralyzed. And so I, I definitely appreciate your statements. And, and the other thing that you stated, too, which was about a therapist, 
because I know like my previous experience, especially in the culture that I grew up in, the word therapist is like a no-no. <laughs> like if you don't go to like you really got some problems if you go to a therapist. <laughs> so I, I want us to be able to help kind of shift that understanding. And can you elaborate just a little bit more the benefits of going to the therapist as well as trying to find the right therapist? Well, I'll tell you, Kamir, I know that there's a lot of stigma still in our community about seeing a therapist, but a therapist is just a friend that you're waiting to meet that is going to help you through this journey, who is, you know, who specialize in these different areas, who has spent years um, in school, in therapy, in supervision, who's fashioned um, by God's design really to help you specifically with your problems. And so I think if we take some of the stigma out of this ideal of having a therapist, you know, we can move forward um, in that direction. And so I want to look at one good thing that a person can do to find a therapist because there's a whole lot. I mean, we probably have to um, actually come up with another another show if we go through all of the examples. Sure, sure. But, but so let's just look at one good thing, one important thing to focus on. And so what you want to do is you want to think about what is a good therapist for you specifically. Do you want a male or female? Do you want someone that is experienced in dealing with women who, who experience depression, anxiety, building self-esteem, just et cetera? Come up with your ideal therapist and list some questions you would like answered to see if they would be a good fit. And so you have a conversation with this therapist, him or her, about your questions before you schedule any appointment. And while you're speaking with this person, notice, take clear notice how you experience the conversation. Mm -hmm. How do they answer your questions? Do you feel that you're being heard? What are you thinking and feeling in that moment? And so this is just, you know, I think one important thing to focus on just in general um, at the onset of looking for a good therapist. I think one thing that I appreciate the most is that it's okay to kind of interview the person as well. Yes. <laughs> that you can feel safe in that environment. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So, so let's get back to the topic of fears. Okay, so we, we've talked about uh, a way to begin to have that dialogue and to start putting in a little bit more um, positive reinforcements to get us to another level. So how do we break out of fears to the point that we're breaking out of our poor behaviors, our, I want to say maladaptive behaviors, but that's a big word. So maybe you can explain <laughs> what that means. Yes, this, this is a wonderful question, Kamir, and I tell you, it's not easy to answer, but I do have a few thoughts about it. And so you know, I really feel like facing fears is not an easy process. And so I just, you know, want to normalize that for everyone. I'm not talking about something that is just a simple one, two, three step. Um, 
It's a difficult process, but I believe that it's a process that can happen. So there are steps you can take to begin to address your fears with the ultimate hope of overcoming. And so if we look back at our theme scripture, Ephesians 5 verse 7, it talks about not taking part in the unfruitful works of the darkness, but instead expose them. So I really believe that unhealthy fear is one example of what Ephesians 5, 7 calls unfruitful works of darkness. This is the kind of fear that does not produce fruit and strengths, and it causes mental and emotional and spiritual stress and duress in your life. It's very easy to recognize. Um, fears can also cause you to what we as therapists say, have maladaptive behaviors to respond to certain situations. So maladaptive behaviors are things that you do that is often used to, re to reduce your anxiety. But the result is dysfunctional and nonproductive. So for example, you allow fear to control you to the point of avoiding, ignoring, and not addressing a certain situation. Other examples of maladaptive behaviors are social withdrawing and emotional numbing, while mm -hmm. other maladaptive behavior examples can get or become really increasingly harmful to yourself, like using drugs, gambling, etc. So one suggestion to use when breaking out of fear that causes these maladaptive behaviors is to focus on emotion-focused coping techniques. Mm -hmm. So there are several, however, we'll, we'll look at two because, you know, want to be sensitive to time. Right. <laughs> and so the first one is journaling. This allows you to manage your emotions by providing an emotional outlet for stressful feelings. It can help you to brainstorm solutions to the problems you face without pressure. It allows you the opportunity to be truthful without having to confront anyone at this point. So that's the first one. The second one is meditation. So meditation is a practice where an individual uses a technique like focusing your mind on a thought. And so maybe that thought is like a calm beach waves. That's one of mine. That's one of my focal thoughts. I love the beach. And so <laughs> a lot of the times, even in the middle of a busy day, I'll stop, I may say a prayer, and then I'll just think about this beach and hear the waves and hear the sound and feel the sand and smell the seashore. And that just brings me so much happiness, just that thought <laughs> itself. And so, you know, meditation really helps to focus on your mind. So you can focus on the thought, you can focus on the activity or object to train your attention and awareness to achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm state. It gives your mind some quiet time, you know, these racing thoughts. It actually just helps you to relax all of these thoughts, because it's hard to think of many thoughts at one time. Your mind may race from thought to thought, but it's one thought at a time still. And so it can relieve stress, control anxiety, promote emotional health, and you can enhance your self-awareness. 
These techniques can help you to move beyond your fear to addressing these things in your life in a more productive and fruitful way. And you know what? It sounds so easy. <laughs> I'm like, this whole time, I could have been journaling and meditating and I could have calmed myself down and stopped doing silly stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you shared it. It seems so simple, like... <laughs> a lot this whole time. <laughs> well, Camille, I have to tell you, that's why I say, go see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I definitely appreciate that. I just looked at the time and I, I feel like we're we're running out of time for this episode. However, as you can tell, I still got some questions. Um, would you come back? I, I really would like to ask you some more questions that uh, we can share with our audience. Is that a yes? Yes, most definitely, Kamir. All right. Well, everyone who's been listening, please, we're going to do a special episode just because I have more questions. And Henrietta is doing such a wonderful job of enlightening our hearts and spirits. So come back this Thursday instead of Tuesday, this Thursday, to part two of Henrietta and myself overcoming or coming out of shadows into light. Thank you for being with us today and I'll see you on Thursday.